nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword Passport. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 708, October 6, 2021. It was 87 degrees on this day in 2007 and 25 degrees on this day in 1873. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Before we get to coffee, can I read a real quick email? Sure. Hans writes... I was watching the video of you guys discussing your various maladies during the news segment on YouTube. My son walked in and said, that's what they look like? I said, yep, pretty disappointing, huh? His response, I know. I think it was mostly Kenny. My wife said I didn't realize that Kenny was a mountain man. But boom, boom. All right, all right. Yeah, that's what we look like. Thanks to YouTube. Sounds like our wives. We're joined by Coffee Monska. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. That's Are we? Yes. Chris, hi, Coffee. Hi. How are you? Good. I have a little cold, but I'm, uh, I'm here and it's fine. All right. We've had I've many. A little scratchy. We've had coffee, many. Coffee, um, in case you haven't heard, Coffee, we're all very, very, very ugly people. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's why we work in so radio. much better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, since uh, playing your uh, the audio of you addressing the Roseville School Board late in September, we've had many requests to uh, have you back. And uh, it, it occurred to me that it would be fun to hear your take on uh, the idea that the bar exam might be too unfair and that new ways of uh, accrediting lawyers must be brought about to achieve the evil word equity. And I'm, I'm wondering what you think of that. Um, I think that it's incredibly racist. I mean, I think it's one thing to say we need a new test because it doesn't properly you know, test whether you know the information to be a lawyer and whether you'd be a good lawyer. Mm -hmm. But I think to say, which this article did say uh, by this dean of William Mitchell Law School, that they need to uh, get rid of the test because they want to increase diversity in the profession, I think it's racist, it's embarrassing, it's patronizing. Um, I passed two bar exams, Washington and Minnesota, in the same week. I took (laughs) Minnesota's and I flew to Washington. I took that exam, that three-day exam. Mm -hmm possible um people will say oh you're just you're just you know an exception and i people say that to me all the time and it really bothers me because i think if you think that people are racist and it's based on race i'm black if you think all black people are down and out then that's me Mm -hmm. and it's offensive to say that i'm some exception that no no other black person could do it they're all dumb you're Mm -hmm. just some exception Mm -hmm. and so you know i know we can do it and i think that it's really um insulting to say that they need to get rid of the exam to increase diversity. What if I said to you, you know, we're going to get rid of the bar exam because white people are too dumb to pass it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I just think that that's very offensive, and they would hate that being said to them or to their children. The fellow's name at Mitchell Hamlin is uh, Anthony 
Nidwiki, Nidweki. And uh, he, he even commits more sins than that. He said, he said that because the test was created by white people, it was created by white people to keep other people out of the profession. And I talked to some lawyers over the weekend who found a, a real fundamental flaw in this guy's thinking. The bar exam is more than 100 years old. I, there was nobody around to keep out of the profession. <laughs> That's a good point. And then what did it do fail at the 80% of Asians that he cites and 80 percent of Asians that passed it and 66 percent of blacks and 70 did it fail at keeping us out of course not no and did it yeah I mean yeah but this whole movement uh, to make uh, children of color in schools I know we went through this before essentially what the uh, failed academy is telling these children is that you are less than and we don't expect you uh, to achieve and therefore we're going to change grading we're going to change expectations we're going to change the definition of achievement and that's basically what you were talking about when you addressed the roseville school board in september is that correct it is correct i just think why is the solution to always lower the standards mm-hmm. why not do more if you notice there's groups of people or individuals that what it should be who aren't achieving why not work to get them to achieve why do you have to lower the standard and i can't help but think it's because they don't think we're capable mm-hmm. they don't think that even if we worked hard that we could do it they don't think that we were born equal and that is why they have to either have affirmative action or just lower the standard for everybody or take all of the, the, the um, standardized tests out so that we can pass. And I think it's absolutely insulting. And I think the people who push this crap should question themselves and ask themselves, do they think people of color are equal? Do they think we're capable? Could we achieve if we tried? You know? Where do you think ultimately this will lead? Well, it will lead to lower standards in the... In the legal profession, and also, I mean, first of all, it used to just be affirmative action where, um, you know, people of color like me, you know, I had doubt when I got into law school or you get into college, you wonder, did I get here because of affirmative action or do I deserve to be here? Mm-hmm. Your colleagues question, question you. The public would question you as an attorney. And so I like the bar exam because it was a measure. It was like, well, even if I got into law school because of affirmative action, at least I have a bar literally a bar, (laughs) tell me if I measure up to be an attorney, like something to gauge myself by. And if I fail, I fail. Mm -hmm. If I, if I pass, I pass, you know, but I want to know if I measure up. I don't want the public questioning me when I'm out representing a client, whether I'm capable or not, or whether I was just passed through. And so I think it's really, really important for the public's confidence to know that their person has passed, that the attorney has passed this exam. He talks in this article about how we need, we need to get rid of this because it's hurting communities that really need attorneys. First of all, he assumes that people of color only serve people of color, which is racist, again. Second, what about protecting those communities from attorneys that aren't, that aren't qualified, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Just like BLM, they never think about protecting the people who, who the laws were meant to protect. Why wouldn't this thinking, uh, I don't think this is even facetious, why wouldn't this thinking be extended to uh, medical schools or airline pilots or EMS responders? I think it should be also, exactly. I think it also should extend to the NFL and NBA. I think that in the NBA, you'll notice a lot of black people on the court. I think it should be 76% white people because (laughs) U.S. is 76% white people. And we should let people in no matter how qualified they are because... 
that's what's important, not that we have the best in the game to make it interesting and exciting and a game that attracts people of all different cultures and mm-hmm. backgrounds and socioeconomic levels. You know, that's not what's important. It's important that we have 76% white people. Mm-hmm. So why not apply it to everything and see how interesting the NBA is after that? Did you have uh, any kind of fallout after your remarks to the Roseville School Board? Um, I have. And that's, that's something I could maybe talk to you about another time. But, yes, there has been a little bit of fallout as a result of that. Well, um, did, you get, did you get positive feedback, I would hope? Yes, okay. it paid off. I know I wouldn't change those people's minds, but I've met a lot of great people mm-hmm. who reach out to me, and I've become friends with them. And, yeah, so that has, been, that has been positive. But I would like to talk to you about some of the fallout another time. All right. What pill is it that you never took? <laughs> what glass of Kool-Aid is it that you never drank? I drank the Kool-Aid, actually. Okay. Um, so I was more liberal because I thought that Republicans were racist, because I was in a went to college in Washington State, mm-hmm. you know, and every college preaches that crap now. But um, And I thought that their policies were better to help. I really have always cared about the poor and people of color, and I thought their policies were better because they gave the Democrats wanted to give welfare and all that stuff. But then... You know, I lived in the project for a portion of my growing up. A lot of my family did, and I just saw that generation upon generation of that is not good. Mm-hmm. And it's not helpful, and that they have low expectations of us. They don't think we can do it, or they want a permanent voter class. And so that is what turned me around. So I was a Democrat. I did vote for Clinton mm-hmm. my first election. Well, he looks like a hardcore Republican by the standards <laughs> we're seeing today. Was there, one, was there one moment in your life where, you, where something dawned on you that this country isn't so bad after all? Well, I think it might have been like sociology class in college where this old white man was telling me how terrible America is mm-hmm. and how terrible white people are. And then I had a lot of friends of all different races, but I had a lot of white friends, and I started taking that to heart. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking that my white friends hated me and that they were terrible people if they were racist in their hearts, even if they didn't act racist to me. And after a while, there was just a disconnect. I'm like, these people will do anything for me. They give me the shirt off their back. How can they be racist? Like, that doesn't even make sense. And what is this doing to me? And so that was kind of my wake-up moment to think, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? This is not, that's not true. It's not true in my life. These people are very kind. What, what will it take to have more people make that same realization, I wonder? Um, I have no idea, but it's my life's mission to figure it out. I guess it's kind of become one of mine, too. It's become a central theme of the show. I find it so disingenuous and so disheartening to see what these schools are doing. You're making these kids less than. That's a crime. You're hurting these kids. I can't believe it. I can't believe more black moms and dads don't storm, not storm, don't attack. Don't attend these school board meetings to say, stop doing me a favor. Stop doing my child a favor. Yeah, because it's not really a favor. And it's just terrible that you raise your kids to tell them they can be what they want to be if they work hard, and then they go to school and get a different message. Mm -hmm. And I know I sounded angry in my school board speech, but I think any white person would feel the same way if their kids went to school and got that message, Mm -hmm. that they would never be able to make it in the world. What is the point? Mm Mm-hmm. What, do you have plans to continue to address the school board, to stay on top of that message you were sending? Um, I've got plans, yes, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll necessarily just be speaking at school board meetings. I, just, I, I did that to find more people to connect with and maybe change some minds, but I, I just don't know if that's the most effective means to change minds. 
Yesterday, Joe, we had the story uh, of Saint, a, a school in St. Paul, and I had told you that I had friends that moved out of the school that 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 school district to move out to the suburbs, and I'm wondering if we're going to see that more of a trend. And, and, and coffee, you can help me answer that question. But I'm wondering if we're seeing that change of the silent majority in that regard, just voting with their feet. You correct. Mean? Correct. Oh, definitely. I met a woman who heard me on somebody heard me on your show and told her to listen to it, and we were able to connect a black woman yesterday. And she specifically said she moved out of St. Paul Public Schools to Savage to escape the school wow. system. Mm-hmm. And and again, you've you've already indicated to us that you have no interest in a political career. No, yeah. not right now. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, who would in your in your right mind? But gee, uh, you, you know, you'd get us. We'd vote for you. Well, thank you. I yeah. really appreciate. Although, it. because we've had you on the show, our track record isn't that great. Every time we have somebody on, <laughs> that's copy, true. They typically don't get elected, so yeah. maybe that's the kiss of death. For in us. fact, I got an email from a guy who said, "If you can convince Coffee to run for something, never anything, ever you can, you will never be able to talk to her again because <laughs> we want her to win." <laughs> Well, oh, we we uh, we have really appreciated you. We'd like to have you on semi regularly, if that's all right. When that's, when, when something comes fine. up, we'd like to contact you. That would be great. Thank you. All right, thank you, thank Coffee, Coffee. Monska. Very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, I I think we've cemented a relationship here. Can I uh, a motion uh, before the mayor? Please? You may make a motion. Um, you know how you uh, were kind of on me specifically about the overuse of the word awesome. You mm-hmm. know, the Grand Canyon is awesome. <laughs> right. Can we make an exception for coffee? Because she's awesome. No. Damn it. No. All right, fine. She's not awesome. She's just... Yes, she is. No, she's reasonable. Okay. She's got her act together. Right. So if you want to say that, you'd be racist because you'd be saying, oh, my God, here's a black woman who's awesome. Okay, I see. No, here's a black woman who's just a woman who's just got it figured out. Mm Mm-hmm. And we heard you say awesome when you were talking to her off the air. And Damn it. Height and I uh, had something to say about that. <laughs> oh, weird. You guys were making fun of me. Say soup season is upon us, and Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Forest Lake has a great selection of the best soup meats. And don't forget about the meatloaf, the original, the town ball, and the Minnesotan. Football season is brat season. Enhance your tailgate and football parties with Grunhofer's world-famous brats, over 139 flavors. Two locations just north of Hugo on Highway 61 is Spencer Grunhofer's original location. And then you people ruined his life and he had to expand and open up a second store in Forest Lake. And that's on Highway 97, just east of Interstate 35. Uh, there could be some meatloafs left, and no warning has been issued for this week. Is no, that correct? No, no, no warning in sight. Not even a, not even a, not we a warning. We still have three left over. I'm yeah, good okay. for a while. Yeah. I mean, don't cook them too long like no. you did the, the last time. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. Hey, become a part of the Chill Boys family like the entire Garage Logic staff and also so many of you GLers right now that have made your purchase for maybe for yourself or for somebody else. It doesn't matter because they are the hands down most comfortable underwear you will ever own. I promise you. They have a wide variety. It's performance boxers, bamboo boxers, bamboo boxer briefs. Just check out their website right now chillboys.com there you can place your order for the comfortable boxers or maybe you want a couple of cool t-shirts sunglasses whatever you want go online right now here's the coolest part 
If you have an order over $40, it ships fast and free in the United States. Yeah, anywhere. They're a local Minnesota company, and they are so happy to be part of the Garage Logic family. They also have a really cool number of sale items that are going on right now. So do like we did. Become a part of the Chill Boys family. Whether you want the performance, the bamboo, it doesn't matter. You're going to really be happy with your purchase at Chill Boys Brand on Twitter. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Souchere. Who's on the swing in uh, Oregon there? This would uh, be young Dylan Height. Nice. Uh, there's a rumor going around uh, about a frequent seafoam user and a GLer, kind of a prominent GLer, you might say. Uh, guy we all know. He's. Having trouble backing his trailer queen off the trailer and driving it up to the up the driveway so he can put it in the garage and then put a cover over it. And uh, occasionally this uh, little British car of his is, starts sputtering. It's got a new carb on it that I don't think is a stock carb. Two new Matunis. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you know the guy, Joe. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and this it's guy, you, this trailer guy, queen. He was, no, it's never been on a trailer. He he <laughs> was experiencing coughing and sputtering on a cold start, and then I said, well, this is crazy, and I dumped a half a can of seafoam in it, and that went away immediately, and that's the truth. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it went away you know why, Such? Seafoam don't care. Right. Seafoam <laughs> doesn't care what the issue is. It's here to make it right. Yeah. So if it's twin McCoonies, and, and I'm, boy, the McCoonies I'm f- picturing, they've actually got pilot jets and main jets and needles. It's probably, since it's for a car, it's different, but it doesn't care if it's a, a British, you know, trailer oh, queen or. Seafoam found its way in. Yeah, it doesn't care if it's a Yamaha, a, a Keen Coo. It doesn't matter. It's Seafoam, don't care. Seafoam is here to make it right. And that goes for. That really good stuff, the deep creep, too. A, a local company with a global reach available everywhere from uh, auto parts stores to hardware stores to bakeries. Seafoam, <laughs> a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Do you guys think the uh, brinksmanship we're seeing in Washington is theater? Are we really heading to a default, or will it be brought in, will they rein it in in time? Uh, Biden tells the GOP, get out of the way. That was the headline yesterday. <laughs> Democrats and Republicans must decide in the next day or two, it's always or two, how far to take their deadlock over the U.S. debt limit, which is pushing the country perilously close to a catastrophic default. Wall Street strategists are taking notice of the political turmoil, warning there is growing danger for financial markets as the clock ticks closer to October 18 the date by which Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen expects the country to reach its limit on sovereign debt. Is this all, is this political theater? In this yeah. case, oh, John, okay, go ahead, John. Well, no, I think it always is in this case, especially given what everybody's saying would happen if they defaulted, because the politicians know what'll happen, and then they'll think, I don't want to get blamed for this, so let's save our phony baloney jobs. <laughs> Just do they like think the they're, Mel do they actually? Do they actually think they're representing us? Yeah, I think the they do believe that, but we that's, all know that that's yeah. not the case. Yeah. Does the fact that uh, this is fracturing the Democrats, how does that figure in for your the answer to your question? Uh, no, it's not representative of us to have 
a fractured Democratic Party that the progressive wing is attempting to absolutely win. Uh, is it Bill Maher? Yeah, who, who has just become a voice of common sense lately. Yeah. He, I, I, he, he yeah. said, uh, Joe Manchin and uh, is it Cinema? Yeah. What's your first name? General. General Cinema. <laughs> Warner Brothers. Cindy, Candy, I'll look at it. Well, it's, it, it, he said, isn't it possible that Manchin and Cinema have their finger on the uh, pulse of the ordinary Democrat more than occasional Cortex or Bernie Sanders? This is a $3.5 trillion tax and spend plan. I'm not going to play it today because it's too long, but I want GLers to look it up. I was oh, alerted. Huh. That's right. It's I too forgot. long. You sent it to me. Yeah, you're gonna post it. Uh, maybe? Yeah, I will, I will. I will post it's, it. It's a uh, it's a video YouTube video by ben, uh, what's his name Dan, Dan Crenshaw, Crenshaw, the the uh, pirate, and he uh, calmly is explaining what uh, what this means this this incredible amount of money, and written into the 3.5 trillion tax and spend plan is the largest expansion of the Internal Revenue Service in history. If the progressives prevail, the agency will hire 87,000 new agents, more than double its current workforce, and receive $80 billion in new funding to audit taxpayers, including American families and small businesses. One way they will do this is by giving the IRS vast authority to create a new financial account reporting regime, which would force the disclosure of any business or personal account that exceeds $600 opening virtually every American citizen up to privacy violations and IRS abuse. The new reporting regime would require institutions, including third-party payment providers like Venmo and Cash App, to report inflows and outflows of accounts exceeding $600 in value to the IRS. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That can't, that can't happen. I'm sorry. Wow. They, they, they need to get rid of that immediately. Well, <laughs> for a number of reasons. Just imagine... The growth of government just involved in that. Mm-hmm. And number two, we American people are being told that we're a bunch of cheats. We're being told yeah. that unless we, the government, who knows better than you, unless we monitor you, we don't trust you. Mm-hmm. B mm-hmm. as in B, S as in S. I, I think this is outrageous. And Biden is not... Uh, holding the center. He is drifting to the progressive side of the party. How could you... Drifting? Well... You mean taking a speedboat? Sliding or (laughs) running. uh, Well, he's he's a puppet. He's completely controlled by the progressives. Yes, Kenny's Kenny's absolutely right. What, What... How can I possibly see the goodness in this? 600 bucks. That... I... Hold on. My buddy Matt just tweeted this two minutes ago. It's almost like he was listening to the show live. Yeah. So when bread costs $100 right. and milk costs $500, will the IRS track all my trips to the grocery store, too? Right. Because <laughs> that's where we're heading. Joe, to get around Republican obstruction, obstruction, mm-hmm. anyway, President Joe Biden said Tuesday that Democrats are considering a change to the Senate filibuster rules in order to quickly approve lifting the nation's debt limit to avoid what would be a devastating cre- uh, credit default. So they're going to change the rules. They mm-hmm. can't win the game. They're going to change the rules. Manchin said this morning uh, he will not take part in that, so it won't happen. They won't have enough votes. 
to do it. Thank so. you, John. Thank you. Good. Why don't the Republicans reach out to Manchin and install him as a voice of reason and, and get rid of the wing that's still clinging to Trump's coattails? Come on, Manchin. Well, You're a genius by the standards of your party. We've talked about this frequently, the center. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're, we're four parties now. Like it or not, we're four parties. Well, we took the test. There were six, right? Yeah. Wasn't that the New York Times? Or Wall Street just, Journal? Just, yeah, we never did go on the air with that, Chris. Yeah, just we did. think of yeah, the... Yeah, we did. Oh, we did? Yeah. 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 Just think of the burdensome, bureaucratic mess this would be. And, and how you would be dragged into what would amount to be a constant auditing of your life. Mm-hmm. For what purpose? Again, the purpose is we're the government. We know more than you, and we don't trust you. We want more of your money, and we, we think that, you know, you are the same people that wrote the tax code. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you simplify it then? And, and get rid of the loopholes th- that have resulted in these Pandora papers. Get rid of the loopholes. We're going to throw an S-ton of money at the IRS in order to track you down. <laughs> we're going to hire 87,000 new agents to pry into your life because we don't believe you. What else can you conclude about this? Meanwhile, if you're a citizen of the United States and you need to talk to somebody in the IRS on the phone, yeah, good, good luck. luck. Oh, it ain't God. happening. It ain't happening. Uh-huh. I, I don't. Uh, this is appalling. This is, a, uh, this is tantamount to uh, uh, the, uh, the White House saying to us, you, you people are not to be trusted. And uh, we know what you're really doing with that 600 bucks. Yeah, I'm trying to buy a refrigerator. What, what do you mean, what am I doing with it? How can it benefit the IRS to know that I wrote a check for a new refrigerator for 600 bucks? I'm telling you right now. They can't, they don't have the... P- they're going, a- and I already said this on the show, and I'm going to repeat it. They are going after the people, and I know a lot of people that operate in a cash world. They work for cash, and they pay with cash. Well, and that's the people they're going after. Well, how okay, can they, Chris. How can they go Chris, after them? They leave no trail. You, you just brought up something. You brought up the same thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, the Joe Souchere way of life. Um, you walk into your bank at payday, mm-hmm. I'll take all of that. Mm-hmm. Your whole paycheck in cash. And do it the way I used to do it when I didn't have a checking account. Go get money orders to pay the bills. <laughs> or leave just enough in your account to pay, you know. Leave $599 in my checking account. But I shouldn't have to exactly. do that. Well, right. no crap. <laughs> you know, depending what's coming up, there's some, some sizable amounts of money in the checking account, depending right. what, what's facing sure. me. Yeah. Right. You mean when uh, you got to pay your property tax? Which I did the last checkbook. <laughs> the last checkbook sit down. They're uh, coming and, after every red cent we all own. That's exactly what this is about. Well, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> Jordy notes, one year when my taxes were very simple, I did them on TurboTax. I answered a number of questions regarding a one-time tax credit. TurboTax said I was not eligible for the credit. I probably imputed something wrong. About two weeks later, after submitting my return, I got a letter from the IRS telling me that I was eligible for that tax credit and my refund would be so much uh, higher. I thought then, if they know that much about my finances, why in the hell do I pay a tax return at all or have a tax return at all? But I find a better uh, analogy in his uh, brief vignette here. Uh, 
Can you imagine the uh, the mistakes that will be made by prying into everybody's checking and savings accounts? The the how it will get bollock bollocked. What's the word? Bollock bollocked. It'll get bollocked up. The whole thing will become a mess, and you'll be trapped in their lair with no way out. Who do you turn to for for help? We're, we're screwed. We're, we're going to be subjects of the IRS if this goes through. It can't go through. This is terrible. Well, the other part of this that uh, disturbs me is uh, the younger generation, for instance, my son, they do all of their uh, things through Venmo. Venmo. So if, they, yep. if they're following Venmo, if, if Dylan produces some music for a guy, the guy will pay him through Venmo. Mm-hmm. So what the IRS is going to do every time it reaches $600, go, hey, hold it. And yes. see what's going on. Yes, the new reporting. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The new reporting regime would require institutions, including third-party payment providers like Venmo and Cash App, to report inflows yeah. and outflows of accounts exceeding six hundred bucks yeah. in value to the IRS. It's ridiculous. It's same with PayPal. I read in another story they do the same thing with PayPal, which I use. Uh, I don't usually have six hundred dollar uh, things, but you I, know, once in a while. I think the only logical conclusion then is we should put all of our money into Facebook, and that way we know it's safe. <laughs> Never. Oh we boy. should put it into an account in uh, South Dakota, apparently, is where <laughs> money should be going. Well, I just don't, uh, I, I just think this is a, uh, they have become so emboldened in revealing their, their, their true selves. Because they answer to no one. Yeah, this is ridiculous. This is just obscene. You can, the IRS can look me up and see that I pay my taxes. What do they think? That I'm hiding? That I took that 600 bucks for the refrigerator and said, wink, wink, I'm not really buying a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put this 600 It doesn't even make sense to me. I don't know what I'd do with the $600. Plus, I don't even think you can get a refrigerator for $600. Which is neither <laughs> well, here Well, if you bought there. a used no. one, I'm sure you could. Yeah, no, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. I, I used to own rental property, I know. Well, what in God's name business is it of theirs? There, it isn't. There is none. There is no business of theirs, but they're coming after it. Well, and they won't stop till they get their way. We're seeing that play out right in front of us. You so can, they're going to put limits on on the cash machine card, then, right? You go to the cash machine. You're going to go to a okay. I'm going to go to a, a swap meet, and I might spend a hundred bucks. I might spend a thousand, but I'm going to put a thousand in my pocket just in case, right? Yeah. They could then limit that, right? I, I don't. I don't. You know. don't. You don't need $1,000 of your own money. What are you doing with that money that belongs to you? But here's, here's, <laughs> here's the question. What does you spending $1,000 at a swap meet have to do with your tax return? Exactly. So I, I, don't, I don't buy your scenario. They're not going to take the $1,000 out of your pocket, but they're still no, going to be saying making allow, life. Allow it or disallow it. Well, I don't, that, do you realize right. what you're that's saying? A, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're saying, you, you, you're saying something that's tantamount to you would have to have the IRS permission to spend right. a, a thousand. A, a, a credit limit, right, given to you by the IRS. Much like I have a credit limit on my credit card that I've put in place in case it gets ripped off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should put mine lower. 
case it gets ripped off. Now I know to follow Kennedy to a swap meet. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I just don't, un, their, their assumption, their presumption is that we're all a bunch of cheaters. When, 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 here's the biblical truth. Everyone who's ever worked with me on preparing my taxes has, has said, we've got to report every penny. Yep. It's the only way to go. Report, and we do, we do. And, and I, I'm, I'm appalled to be treated this way. Like Coffee Mosca says she's embarrassed as a black woman to be told that she couldn't stand a chance to pass that bar exam. I'm appalled as a white American that I'm being told that I'm a cheater on my taxes. And we're going to hire 87,000 new agents to track you down. I'm not cheating you. Well, good luck to us all. Well, this is just part of the control that... This isn't just money, Joe. I mean, it's all aspects of our life. This is what they're doing. Did you read about the mandatory, uh, the mandatory vasectomy thing? What? After three, wow. <laughs> no. After three kids, uh, Google it right now. Oh Are we going into a God. break? During the break, Google mandatory vasectomy I'm doing bill. It right now. Yeah. In this country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. In this, is this China? After three kids, snip, snip. Uh, Representative Chris Rab, Rob R A B B, a Philadelphia Democrat. Well, bleep you, lady. <laughs> I don't know if it's a he or a she. Proposing a bill to restrict male reproductive rights. This is by someone by the name of Representative Rolanda Hollins. Vasectomy Bill HB 238. The vasectomy bill is to help with the reproductive system. This is to neutralize the abortion ban bill. The responsibility is not, al- is not always on the woman. It takes two to tangle. This will help prevent pregnancy as well as abortion of unwanted children. I see. So they're, they're playing a it's, little, a little yeah. game. This is yeah. a little tit for tat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a politician in the U.S. is is ruffling feathers with a new proposal <laughs> to fight tough abortion laws. Democratic uh, Democrat Rolanda Hollins has introduced a bill that would require men to have a mandatory vasectomy in the state of Alabama. Once men reach the age of 50 or have had three children, they would be required to undergo the procedure. Quote, this measure would require a man to undergo a vasectomy within one month of his 50th birthday or the birth of his third biological child, whichever comes first, the bill proposes. Chris, yeah. what's the date? What's the date on that story? Da, 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 da. Wait, I've got oh, one here. February nineteenth yep. of twenty twenty. Oh, John, yeah. here, here's one. Chris, no, John, here, I got the one you got too, Kenny. Chris, okay. Rapp, that one. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll start right. talking. Yeah. <laughs> Read it to me when we come back. What's the date of the story you two have? This October sixth. Current. Okay. Yeah, very right. current. Well, in the meantime, <laughs> you kick this stuff around the water cooler. It's your new. Place of employment at Center Point. Hey, did you hear about the vasectomy bill? Center Point. Of, <laughs> Center Point snip, of Mendota. Snip. You're going to come home today, Such, yeah. and she's going to have a scissors oh, yeah. waiting for Get you. Get over here. It's way too late for me. I'm a do it yourselfer. <laughs> Center Point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. It puts you and your employees to work where it's easier to work. It's an eight-building campus on rolling parkland in Mendota Heights. It's beautiful. Easy access to the airport and highways 55, 62, 494, 35. It's a park-like setting. There's trees and walking trails and bike trails and great lunch spots. And no more parking hassles. It's free parking right outside your own building. And they're all single-story, so there's no elevator hassles. 
Each office space is customizable. You get exactly what you want. They have the iWave air purification systems in the buildings, your own bathrooms, of course, so you're not sharing anything with any other companies. Uh, it's a really, really pleasant way to work, and you really end up avoiding a lot of the hassles that have always accompanied uh, tall office buildings, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Find out more at Escape to Mendota. That's one word, escapetomendota.com. Hey, Garage Logic would like to welcome Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services to the podcast. Andy and his crew at Kahuna take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing. Window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing. They will even put up, take down, and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood, Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran-owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Throughout the entire month of September, they have a great special on soft washing just for GLers. If you look under your eaves on the north side of your house you'll probably see some gray dirt it's actually algae it can grow anywhere siding patio patio furniture deck and even on your roof the proper way to clean this is usually not with water pressure kahuna's soft wash method uses low pressure water with a mixture of algicide to kill the algae so it stays clean longer and doesn't damage your house right now for glers only pricing for house washing packages start at just 299 dollars this special will only run through the month of september head to kahunawindowcleaning.com to schedule a washing. Make sure that you ask for the GL special. kahunawindowcleaning.com Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Uh, I think it's about time for a trip to Maple Grove, especially if you've been thinking about buying a safe. This weekend is the time Maple Grove Lock and Safe big giant open house sale starting this Friday. All the food, the big doings, the party, that's Saturday. Uh, the ninth, the food available starting at 11 a.m. Here's what I'm here's what I'm going to tell you to do. It's like going to a swap meet. Go on MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com right now. Find out when they open the doors. Be sitting out there five ten minutes before the doors open. That's how this business works. You get in there early. Be the first in the door so you get all the great offers. Uh, an overstock sale on Centurion. The CN series of safes. The Tactical 24s, the ammo cans. Uh, we're talking the best prices of the year here. And if you're there right away Saturday morning, no waiting. The safes are in stock. They're ready to rock. You can take them home. Um, they've got to make room for new ones. Uh, you purchase a CNN Series safe or a Tactical along with the Deluxe Accessory Bundle. Boom, free installation, just like that. And the first five people that do that... You're going to draw on the spot for a gift card worth 50 75 maybe even 100 bucks. It starts Friday. The open house is Saturday. The deals last through the 15th. Uh, the new location, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. And, of course, always on the web at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I want to go back to this. Uh, you want to circle back to I'm that. I want to circle back to <laughs> yeah. the desire to hire 87,000 new IRS agents and uh, fund the uh, IRS with an additional $80 billion. Who would those people be and what what would their competence level be to enable them to, are they forensic accountants? What do you, what do you mean you're going to hire 80,000? You can't get people to work today yeah. to well, do anything. Them, they'll pay them a good yeah. salary, that's why, yeah. that we're paying for. But, man, who would they be? What what well, what it prepares you to to uh, violate my privacy? Wait a minute, an accounting degree? 
Yeah. Hold on. Chris, yeah. there you Hold go. On a second Joe, here. <laughs> before they do that, could they hire some people to answer the phone mm-hmm. so you don't have to <laughs> yeah. take a day off in order to get a hold of they, them? That, that basically happened to uh, my son yesterday. He called, and the message told him they're too busy to answer phones today. John, John I, what, what, last, winter, last winter, they sent me some threatening nonsense where I had to talk to somebody, and it was all day. I took a time, both jobs, I had to take a day off <laughs> in order to talk to the IRS. Oh. Yep. Do you know what else will be on the ballots in both of the cities, speaking of how the salon wants to control every aspect of our life? Rent mm. control measures. Yeah. Which would uh, cost jobs. Uh, it's it's the it's the salon telling property developers what they can charge. Is that their job? In the city of St. No, Paul, city ballot question one: whether to adopt a residential rent stabilization ordinance. Should the city adopt the proposed ordinance limiting rent increases? The ordinance limits residential rent increases to no more than three percent in a twelve-month period regardless of whether there is a change of occupancy. The ordinance also directs the city to create a process for landlords to request an exemption to the 3% limit based on the right to a reasonable return on investment. A yes vote is a vote in favor of limiting rent increases. A no vote is a vote against limiting rent increases. Uh, I'm voting no. City of Minneapolis, it's ballot question three. Shall the Minneapolis City Charter be amended to authorize the city council? Now just think who's on there. Shall the Minneapolis City Charter be amended to authorize the City Council to regulate rents on private residential property in the City of Minneapolis with the general nature of the amendments being indicated uh, in the explanatory note below, which is made part of the ballot? Explanatory note. This amendment would authorize the City Council to regulate rents on private residential property in the City of Minneapolis by ordinance. Provide that an ordinance regulating rents on private residential property could be enacted in two different and independent ways. A, the city council may enact the ordinance. B, the city council may refer the ordinance as a ballot question to be decided by the voters for approval at an election. If more than half of the votes cast on this ballot question are in favor of its adoption, the ordinance would take effect 30 days after the election or at such other time as provided in the ordinance. I'd vote no on that one, too. They're in the business now of determining what a uh, a developer can charge for the apartment. Well, it sounds like they're in charge of if Kenny owns um, two houses on the block and he wants to rent one, they're going to tell me what I can rent the other one for, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I just heard. So supporters uh, say uh, the rent control would bring stability for low-income renters who may see sharp year-to-year rent increases to force them to find a new place to live. Opponents say the housing supply is the biggest barrier to affordability and that rent control would limit or discourage new construction and investments in existing properties. Mm-hmm. Rent control has, pro- has been proven in cities across the world to reduce availability of housing and the quality of housing, said Cecil Smith. Yep. Minnesota Multi-Housing Association president at a news conference Tuesday. This has only deepened the challenge for low-income residents in those cities to afford a place to call home. And by continuing to believe, as the salon does, that you must place your citizens in these cheap boxes that keep springing up, you are depriving them of of a way to to begin to develop their own wealth, which would be single-family homes. Exactly. Why don't you figure out a way to make more single-family homes? 
on these locations where you're going to be boasting about another Soviet-style apartment building. Yeah, well, with no parking. But, with no parking. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Clarify that. You, you want the government to get in that business? Is that what you're su- suggesting? Yeah, well, they're already Chris. in that business through zoning laws. And they just yeah, keep zoning for true. more and more apartments. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I mean, there's building or ho- housing projects all over the place. So availability is not the issue. Well, it is for the closer but, you get to the country's tallest buildings. Okay, true. I, I just, it's just another example of they're becoming more and more bold in telling us that they believe they should be running things, everything. These are all private properties they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and the best way to develop wealth is home ownership. And wasn't it um, the mayor of St. Paul who was a, such a bad landlord that didn't one of his rental properties have to be condemned? Yeah, I, I think he was a little slow cutting the grass. Got there. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old wooden gate was swinging on one hinge, that type of thing. <laughs> I believe he's straightened but, that out. Ah. Uh, uh, that's a, uh, an ex- example. A lot of these people who own properties don't have a, they're not getting rich out of owning a piece of property that they rent. Mm-hmm. They're making enough to do the upkeep and to pay the mortgage. That's basically well, the goal. I'll, of, of guys like me and you used to do the same thing yep. I used to do, Chris, where it, you make enough to do upkeep, to make improvements, to to force up the equity, the the equity in your home, and then make the mortgage payment. And that's when you have to do a major, like the city comes along and says, "Well, you're going to have to repair the sewer line that runs from your house." to the middle of the street. You don't have any choice. If you don't do it, we're going to do it for you. It's going to cost $30,000. Well, that's when the rent goes up. Mm-hmm. It's situations like that. Well, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, the, re, the only reason, and Kenny's the one that kind of helped me do it because he had already been doing it for a number of years, but the only reason I started to do the rental was because I was uncomfortable selling a house that I that for less than what I paid for it. I was not going to do that. I just couldn't. That so I did out it out of necessity. It Absolutely, it did. Yeah, because the market bounced back. Yeah, would that be this? Would that be the situation today? You could probably sell that house for more than you paid for it today. Well, I already did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Say, if you need uh, automobile inventory while the getting is good, uh, will you please check out the inventory at Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen Fiat Alfa Romeo in Maplewood, right on the southeast uh, quadrant there of Highway 36 and 61 multi-generational family dealership they don't own 400 stores this is it and they do a hell of a job because of that that's how they stay in business the only way they can compete is by providing excellent customer service and maintaining the relationships that they've had for the last 50 plus years which includes me i've owned and driven fiats alfa romeos and volkswagens and will continue to and right now zero percent for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagens, except the ID4. There's a, that Taos is in stock, the new SUV. Uh, 0% for up to 72 months on Fiats, and 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. Absolutely a beautiful car. Uh, check it out yourself. There's uh, details at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. 
Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with a couple of questions for you. Are you noticing a decrease in the following? Maybe strength, endurance, enjoyment of life, libido, or maybe it's just a lack of energy. Are you tired of feeling exhausted even after you eat dinner? I've got an answer for you. You need to call my friends at Everest Men's Health. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every single area important to a man's overall health. And that allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest Men's Health and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. The great thing about Everest is their medical specialists look at the entire picture and they figure out what is causing these changes to you. They start with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and overall body composition. And once they identify the deficiencies, such as low T or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone, testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, and exercise prescription and nutritional guidance. Trust me, Everest is fantastic and they provide a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. They specialize in men's health and they can be your doctor for all your health needs and they will refer you to a specialist if needed. It's a wonderful environment and fantastic people. Go online right now to EverestMensHealth.com and you can call today to schedule your $50 testosterone test at any one of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in and please let them know that you heard about him on the Garage Logic podcast. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Here's John Height. Uh, thank you, Joe. Before we get to news, we talked earlier about uh, uh, a story concerning a, a, a proposal for a law uh, that men would have to have vasectomies at the age of 40 yeah. after three children. Uh, that is an actual piece of legislation written by Representative Chris Rabb, who represents Philadelphia. Uh, he says, though, uh, it is satire. He says he wrote it in response to bills restricting abortion across the country. Uh, and he said the proposal is satire and is just meant to spark a conversation. Conversation is increasingly becoming foghornable. But it's an actual bill, correct? Uh, it is, but uh, and chances it, are it won't move anywhere. Okay, but wait a second. I've got a point uh -huh. here. Has it been presented as such, or is it still in his hands in his office? My question being, how much money and time are you wasting here mm -hmm. uh, with the taxpayers of what you said, Philly? Yeah, Philadelphia. Ooh, yep. They're Why coming after you. They're coming after Kenny's first, money. It's the first Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> While these ch children posture in the sandbox and steal each other's shovels and pails and kick sand at each other, and they're just wasting everybody's time. Yeah, he he says it was inspired by uh, State Representative Kelly Cassidy in Illinois, uh, which would allow a $10,000 bounty on individuals. Hmm. who commits uh, sexual abuse or domestic violence if they cause a pregnancy, even through consensual sex. So one it's of, all, you're right, it's children. Uh, one of these days that haunting siren will be playing for real. Oh, God. There's your thought. All right, then. Nice thought for Positive the day. Wednesday. Yeah. I hope if that happens, it happens during a podcast so that we can catch the end of the world live. Yeah. Oh, think of the ratings <laughs> bonanza that you know, would be. Yeah. That used to be, in the town I'm in now, that used to be how they called firefighters uh, into town to gather at the fire hall and go fight a fire. Hmm. Really? John, I'm glad that you uh, did... Uh, capture that story after the Everest Men's Health spot that I just, uh, just oh, ran. So. <laughs> certainly, certainly. So fear not, GLers. Uh, head to Everest Men's Health. 
in a uh, uh, as we start the news, let's start with sports. Major League Soccer. Minnesota United announcing yesterday the Twin Cities will be the host of the 2022 MLS All-Star Game. It'll take place August 10th, 2022 at Allianz Field, uh, Allianz Field, excuse me. I do that all the time. Uh, the week prior to the game, there will be a series of related events throughout the Twin Cities, including community initiatives and concerts. The mayors of both city, representatives of the team, held a press conference to make this announcement what was yesterday. Fry, what was Fry doing, horning, uh, horning in on the photo? Didn't he uh, essentially have a hand in saying to soccer, no thanks, we don't want you in Minneapolis? <laughs> I'm trying to oh. remember the the stadium debate. Well, wasn't the Wilfs were going to build a no, soccer? No, Fry game. wasn't in charge then. No, it, it was, was the uh, other Bets, Betsy. Uh, was it Betsy? Wasn't it? I don't. Yeah, whatever. I believe so. Is that uh, your uh, is that your only sports note, John? That is my only sports note. Well, then Chris, I would like to one? take this moment to uh, say what a season by the New York Yankees. <laughs> I know you're a big Yankee fan, John, but boy, it's always a great day when the Yankees season comes to an end. Yeah. Okay, Chris. Those are okay, two teams Chris. I find impossible to root for. Well, now what you do, you got to have the Reavers approach to the Major League Baseball. Who does Boston playoffs. play? Tampa. You root Tampa for the Yankees Bay. to lose yeah. first, and yeah. now you root for the Rays to sweep the Red Sox. I'm rooting for the Rays. And if the I, Birds I, can beat the Dodgers, my God, am I going to be excited? I would love the Birds to beat the Dodgers, but I don't like Tampa Bay either. So I'm kind of between a. How and can I don't you like, not like Tampa I, Bay. I also don't like Houston. So there's basically only one team in the American League I want to win. Can I? That's the White Sox. <laughs> Kenny doesn't care. Kenny could care less. Uh, in news, uh, we'll do this one. I know we, we don't have breaking news. So we, we know people will tell us on Facebook it's not breaking news. It's a podcast. Uh, but four people injured after a reported shooting at a high school in Arlington, Texas this morning. The shooting at Timberview High School began as a fight between a student and someone else in a classroom that involved a gun, according to police. Kevin Colby, an assistant police chief, said this is a student who got into a fight and used a weapon. Officials asked for the public's help in finding the suspect. He is 18-year-old Timothy George Simpkins. They say he fled the scene. Three people were taken to the hospital, and a fourth, a pregnant woman who fell during the chaos, was treated at the scene for a minor injury, according to authorities. Timberview High School was locked down after reports of the shooting, and students and staff were locked in classrooms, and visitors were restricted uh, were restricted from the area. Eventually, uh, the uh, folks were let go, and they set up a way that parents and police we're going uh, parents and police I'm sorry would help uh, the kids uh, get back home this, this is afternoon. Arlington Texas John Arlington Texas right. correct well thank yes. God nobody died suburb of Dallas right mm-hmm police say two suspects have been arrested after they allegedly hit and killed a man with a vehicle Tuesday morning near downtown St. Paul According to the St. Paul Police Department spokesman, Sergeant Natalie Davis, it happened about 4.30 in the morning on Tuesday. A truck driver reported seeing a man lying in the street near Broadway and East 10th Streets. The victim, a man in his 20s, had suffered severe head trauma, and emergency personnel pronounced him dead at the scene. After reviewing surveillance footage, homicide investigators were able to find the two suspects and talk with them. Police determined the suspects had intentionally hit the victim with the vehicle. The suspects, a man and a woman arrested Tuesday evening, are being held on suspicion of second-degree murder. The victim will be identified pending an autopsy and family notification. That would be the 31st homicide in St. Paul this year. Wow. Did you guys see the story out of Texas where uh, there was a gentleman who was released from prison uh, on a, or sorry, not released from prison, but was released from custody for a capital murder conviction, hmm. or yes. facing a capital murder conviction, 
Went to a McDonald's and then killed a 71-year-old woman. Hmm. Yep. Wow. I did not. Yikes. Yep. Because she was, uh, he was going to rob her. He robbed her of her purse, and then I believe he ran her over. Hmm. So. Well, yeah. Why was he released? What, uh... John, that's a great question. <laughs> hmm. Especially Governor... in Texas. That surprises me. Well, Texas is getting awfully euphorian these days. I don't think so. Governor Tim Walz is calling on lawmakers to approve a series of new measures to respond to the fourth wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, including vaccine and testing requirements for teachers and school staff and for long-term care workers. The Democratic governor detailed his proposal in a letter to lawmakers that he released after meeting privately with legislative leaders. He urged lawmakers to approve measures during a special session that was originally envisioned for last month to approve a $250 million bonus package for frontline workers uh, workers who risked their lives in the pandemic. Negotiations on that plan have yet to produce an agreement. You know, I Color. saw a great tweet the other day, uh-huh. Joe. It said... Um, you know, the, the the toughest part of that two weeks to slow the spread is that first 640 days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about the dartboard guy? The dart- Oh, I told this to Joe. Um, it was, uh, where was it? Relating to the pandemic, of course, gentlemen. Uh, where was it? Where was it? Right here. Oh, I can remember it. Uh, <clears throat> it's from a woman by the name of Kate Wright. My husband purchased a world map and then gave me a dart and said, Throw this, and wherever it lands, that's where I'm taking you when this pandemic ends. Turns out, we're spending two weeks behind the fridge. But boom, boom. <laughs> wow! I thought that was, was that funny. A, was that a joke? Yeah, I think so. I think I'll ask like, you uh, well, one more time. Can I go home? No, no. no we need your <laughs> we need your insight, Kenny. You were so quiet. I thought you left already, Kenny. Well, I'm sick of hearing myself talk. That's why Kenny hates the fact that we're recording everything on YouTube now, because he can't just sneak out of his studio. <laughs> it's a really good movie on, too, a Barbara Stanwyck movie. Ball oh, of that's fire. your, yeah, that's your gal, Ball of man. fire. That's my favorite. That's your gal. Minnesota GOP's only candidate so far for Secretary of State. Well, he's no longer running as a Republican. Philip Parrish, a former U.S. Navy intelligence officer from Kenyon, Minnesota, resigned from state and local Republican Party affiliation on Monday in a letter to Goodhue County GOP leadership, days after he came up short in his bid to become the new state party chair. Parrish lost to former Senate Minority Leader David Hahn in Saturday's election to replace Jennifer Carnahan. Parrish wrote that he's been with the Republican Party for 41 years. He previously mounted unsuccessful bids for the U.S. Senate in 2014 and for governor in 2018. He alleged he witnessed what he called a level of dishonesty and political gamesmanship that was more than typical in the past week without providing any specifics. Parrish, in a recent interview, said he does not believe Joe Biden was legitimately elected president. His public social media pages include repeated claims of sweeping voter fraud, COVID-19 conspiracy theories, and a prediction that mass civil war will break out before the year 2022. Tension is high in the small southern Minnesota town of Mapleton after racist remarks were allegedly made by school students, which was followed by an incident at a football game in which a man ripped a Black Lives Matter sign out of a woman's hands and tossed it over a railing. The Mankato Free Press reporting the source of the tension began last Friday when a white student at Maple River High School shouted, Blacks to the back. Laura Neusser, whose sons are black, responded to the incident by bringing a Black Lives Matter sign to the homecoming football game. In a Facebook post, she said someone ripped the sign out of her hands. A video of the sign being ripped from her possession was also posted to Facebook. Neusser said that she was asked by the principal to leave the football game. 
Police escorted her out while the man who grabbed her sign and allegedly pushed her was allowed to stay. Nooser then led a protest Monday morning during which a student allegedly drove by the protesters displaying a Confederate flag and a Blue Lives Matter flag. Superintendent Anderson confirmed an incident did take place but wouldn't give any details. The mother of the student who was suspended for driving the vehicle that displayed the Confederate flag argued to the Mankato Free Press that the Confederate flag is not about racism if anyone actually does their history. Benjamin Hanzi, chief of Mapleton Police Department, issued a statement saying the department will continue to work on pending investigations and work toward de-escalating tensions within the community. Lady, your kid's a moron. Mapleton is a city in Blue Earth County, Minnesota, United States. Population was 1,756 people at the 2010 census. It's part of the Mankato, North Mankato Metropolitan Statistical Area. Hmm. Joe, hmm? Blue Earth County, mm-hmm. name the B counties <laughs> in Minnesota. Becker, Beltrami, Benton, Big Stone, Blue Earth, and Brown. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Wow. The resentencing of fired Minneapolis police officer Mohammed Noor, convicted in 2019 for the fatal shooting of Justine DeMond, is scheduled for October 21st. That hearing follows the Supreme Court overturning on September 15th the third-degree murder conviction, which paves the way now for Noor to likely have eight years shaved off his prison sentence while he hears his fate on the remaining second-degree manslaughter count. The High Court's decision rejected a February ruling by the State Court of Appeals that upheld the murder conviction against Noor. Right now, he's serving a 12-and-a-half-year term for fatally shooting demand while responding to a 911 call. In its unanimous ruling, the Supreme Court affirmed what Noor's lawyers have claimed since the trial that third-degree murder did not apply because his actions were focused on a single person. Ramsey County Board on Tuesday voted to commit $39.9 million to county funding needed to help fuel a two-year development phase of the Metro Purple Line, which formerly <laughs> formerly was referred to as the Rush Line. Wait, uh, hold on, yeah. hold on, John. Such, yeah. you listening? It'll take you uh, twice as long to get to White Bear Lake on this bus than it would yep. if you drove yourself. There's no well, need if you for don't, it. If you don't have a car, that is. But, uh, Such, this is more money coming out of your wallet. Well, not only that, but they're going to destroy a lot of Greenland. They're, they're going to create the, their own road for this bus. Fifteen-mile bus rapid transit route would connect downtown St. Paul to White Bear Lake. The development phase is the third of five stages in a federal process to complete the Metro Transit line. Ramsey County Commissioner Victoria Reinhart called the board's action a momentous occasion. Momentous stupidity. Reavers in three, two, one. He doesn't drive a bus, but if he did... (laughs) (laughs) I thought for sure you were going to... I thought you were going to go off on the light rail line that goes out to your part of the country. I thought that's what you were going to rant about. I will about. say this, and I, I, I hate it, and it's not going to serve anybody, but I had to take a different route to the station today. So I had to drive uh, through St. Louis Park where they're building. What'd you, what what'd you have for breakfast? No, but that, the, the project itself right now in St. Louis Park by that old yeah. Super Value warehouse, it's kind of yeah. cool looking. You know what we need in politics at all levels? More buses. We adults. Need, we need adults. <laughs> adults. We need adults who understand that it's just as virtuous to not spend money as it is to spend money. Yes. It's so simple. There is no yes. demonstrated need for this bus line. None. I've been in communication with people who are heading up opposition to it. There is no need. 
There are bus stops now that don't even get stopped at because there's no Joe, passengers waiting. Maybe I should run for office. This is a conversation Kenny has with Kenny every time he has $500 in his pocket and he's at a swap meet. Right. I've got the money for that, but do I really need that? No, you don't. <laughs> but that's the difference, though, Kenny. That's your money. You know, Victoria yeah, Reinhardt's, good point. Victoria Reinhardt's <laughs> mindset is, I'm here to spend money. I'm not here to husband it. I want you to be there to husband the money, yeah. Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what's, yes. what's frustrating, and we've talked about this before, you and I, Joe, it seems so simple, doesn't mm-hmm. it? it really what should does. be done, it seems so simple, and it's frustrating when it doesn't happen the way you know it should. But, yep. Yeah. No need uh, for this bus line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> State and federal officials are deploying hundreds of more people to help respond to that oil spill off the coast of Orange County, California. About 1,500 people are on site today. That's up from about 300 people yesterday. Multiple agencies working to the damage by a leak connected to an offshore oil platform over the weekend. Uh, federal officials say they're not sure. It's a 13-inch split. Uh, they're not sure, but they think it may have been caused by an anchor that a ship dropped in the wrong location. The tear was discovered by commercial divers who found 4,000 feet of the 17.7-mile pipeline from an oil processing platform was displaced as much as 105 feet. They say they uh, don't want to speculate, but for it to be moved 105 feet is not common or easy. That bus from St. Paul... (laughs) From St. Paul to White Bear will be the equivalent of the Roycey train ride to Chicago. Pope Francis expressing... (laughs) I can't take it. I just can't take it. Sitting there shaking his head. I just can't take it. You know, I drove around uh, White Bear. I had not spent much time last week around it. That's beautiful up there by the lake. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Downtown White Bear Lake is pretty cool. Yeah, It's fun. That's how I ended up there shopping, too. Pope Francis, what I have for breakfast. Well, Katie, that's the, the, the Minnesotan <laughs> is there. and uh, Yeah, I went and, uh, in the Minnesotan. Yep. Willie's uh, Liquor. What, what is it? Uh, Willie's yeah, Liquor. You're talking Question about Elevator. Elevator. Our buddies at Elevator. Elevator. Yeah. yeah. Question for you. Frataloni's got a store there. That's right. Wait a minute. Yeah. Elevated's in that area? Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's on 61, huh. isn't it? It's on the other side of 61, but yeah, it's in downtown White Bear Lake. Uh, okay. From the Minnesota. Can I go home? No. no. <laughs> Pope Francis expressed shame for himself in the Roman Catholic Church this morning for the scale of child sexual abuse within the church in France and acknowledged failures in putting the needs of victims first. The Pope spoke during his regular audience at the Vatican Wednesday morning about a report released yesterday that estimated some 330,000 French children were abused by clergy and other church authority figures dating back to 1950. The report said an estimated 3,000 priests and an unknown number of other people associated with the church sexually abused children. The president of the independent commission that issued the findings, Jean-Marc Sauvé, underlined that Catholic authorities had covered up the abuse spanning 70 years in what he called a systematic (sighs) manner. Unbelievable. How did those idiots think they were going to get to heaven doing that? How about this story? Speaking of getting to heaven... The biblical sin cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. yeah. according to a new according to new research, were destroyed by a meteor cloudburst that incinerated all eight thousand inhabitants. Wow! 
The giant space rock exploded over the town 3,650 years ago, creating a fireball. Scientists say the same event might also have given rise to the tale of Jericho's walls tumbling down, as that city was just 20 miles away. In the Bible, God was said to have been enraged by the wickedness of the inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah, raining fire and brimstone down upon them. Uh, Now there seems to be some evidence that it was an event of that sort that really did happen. It laid waste to the Jordan River Valley's northern shore, raising a huge 100-acre city to the ground. The epicenter of Jordan is located at what today is known as Tal el-Hammam. An ancient palace was flattened along with perimeter walls and other structures, and uh, human remains suggest they were blown up or incinerated with extreme disarticulation and fragmentation of the bones. International team also found building materials and pottery shards melted into glass. Mud bricks had heat bubbles, all indications of unusually high temperatures, which would have occurred during the biblical account of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. The findings are published in the journal Scientific Reports. That is fascinating. I I couldn't agree more. Are we to think that God commissioned the strike? Well, because if he did, why hasn't there been about a thousand of them since? That was my thought this morning, actually. uh, Ye of little faith, maybe you should uh, go to church once in a while and ask some questions. Um, But uh, I want to turn you guys on to a a historical drama, which explains uh, mostly Sodom. Um, And and it was out in, uh, I think, what was this, 2000? Nine, yeah, it's rated PG-13. The movie is called Year One, and it stars Jack Black and Michael Sarah, uh, <laughs> and they're a couple that were banished from their tribe. Uh, they're two hunter-gatherers, and they encounter biblical characters and eventually wind up in the city of Sodom. And uh, in, in addition to it being historically a- accurate, it is hysterical. Is that where we get the word sodomy, I wonder? That's correct, Joe. Yes, yes, fairly... And it was directed down there, wasn't it? It was directed by uh, Harold Ramis. Oh, well, that might be a funny film then. Didn't we lose Harold? Michael Sarah and Jack. Yeah, yeah, Harold died. It's actually very funny. It's super, super stupid. Joe would hate it, but everybody else would love it. Joe, what is your favorite Jack Black movie? Look that one up. I'm not sure I know any that I've like that well, much okay. to oh, oh he's what pretty was the good. one no, what was the good. one uh, with the school school of rock yeah. oh that was a great yeah movie. that was yeah. a good film. that was fun that was yep. fun you guys have dinner right, plans then. tonight i need some because it's uh i'm in charge of dinner tonight red savoy adult mac and cheese Ooh, there we go the kids would be fooled by how good it is mm-hmm. that it's might a, be up my alley here for this evening. this is it, it's called adult mac and cheese but i don't know why anybody wouldn't love it chicken bacon mac and regular mac and cheese available uh, both bake like a hot dish and include three cheeses, Parmesan, mozzarella, and cheddar. And oh, Alf- Jesus. Alfredo sauce. <laughs> and then get the pizza, too, because you, in the, each pizza box at a Red Savoy location, 16 locations, you get a, I keep wanting to call them a raffle ticket. It's not a raffle ticket. It's a, no. uh, what? Pull tab. A pull tab. Why, do I, why am I having trouble remembering pull tab? Well, you're not really much of a gambler. No. It's your advanced age. I think that must be it. <laughs> and you can win stuff from Red Savoy. You can win uh, pizza and pop uh, and pasta and wings, salads. 
uh, you can get money off your next. I'm not going to say the word cookie. Uh, get free uh, <laughs> money off your next purchase, and you can we, even we, win the grand we, prize: free pizza for a year. A, no, I'm not going to say cookie. You can get. We a need cookie. to do a segment on that yeah. and that alone. <laughs> Red Savoy. It's uh, uh, the original Minnesota-style pizza. It's fantastic, and now featuring that mac and cheese to save Reavers dinner hour. Hey, how about Jenny. this? A, a new podcast. Yeah. The Mayor's Maladies. Would that be one where yeah. you yeah. can't say cookie, can't draw the number no, eight? No, I can say it. I, it, it sounds funny. Like it just sounds fruity. You, might, uh, fruity. you, might, you yeah. might want to tell this to That's, your therapist, Joe. I wish I had one. <laughs> yeah, so do we. Uh, yeah. Yes, thanks. <laughs> In Massachusetts, an allegedly drunk North Andover, Massachusetts man was arrested early Monday morning, uh, and he made it pretty easy. Police say he crashed just steps away from the Pelham Police Department, then tried to drive off. It happened just before 2 a.m. in the area of Marsh Road at the entrance to Town Hall and the Pelham Police Station. Officers inside police headquarters heard a loud crash. Sergeant walked outside to see what was going on and found the driver of a pickup truck was trying to drive away from the front steps of the station. Police determined 51-year-old Joseph Walter of North Andover had allegedly driven off the road from the traffic circle, hit a road sign, driven across the grass of Village Green, and slammed into a tree and rock near the steps. He wasn't hurt, but he was arrested and charged with driving under the influence. He was released. He'll be back in court October 13th. Thank you, Johnny. You bet. We'll return. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. There is a mayoral candidate in St. Paul who does see the virtue in not spending all of your money, Paul Langenfeld. He's, uh, I've been championing him. I've met him. We've had some chats. He's breaking out of the pack. He's got a good team around him. Paul for St. Paul. Yeah, you can meet him, and he'll work hard. He'll work 60 hours a week and not dreaming up new programs, but figuring out how to put the street lamps back on their posts and mm-hmm. fill the potholes and not dream up new ways to tax you. Uh, there's a fundraising event tonight at Billy's on Grand from 5.30 to 8. And uh, if you want to m- uh, meet him in St. Paul, that's where you can find him, tonight at Billy's on Grand. Can and, I tell him the first beer is on Sushere? No. Oh. And, uh, uh, the... Uh, Pitmaster writes, I was born in 1980. I took gun safety training at my elementary school at 11 and 12 years old. At age 18, I was a senior in high school in 1999 when the Columbine shooting happened. Me and the select few in my generation are the only people in the U.S. who will ever experience this. People older than me received gun safety at school but didn't live through a major school shooting heavily covered by the media. And people younger than me have experienced multiple school shootings covered heavily by the media, but none of them received gun safety in school. I think it's an accurate observation. And I was talking yesterday about maybe I'd uh, take on the job of getting a school bus uh, route. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mike writes, uh, go for your license. You will need to pass a CDL test, passenger endorsement, school bus endorsement, and probably an air brake endorsement. Then you need the first aid-CPR. You will also need a road test. After that, you will need to be drug and alcohol screened. 22 to 23 bucks an hour sounds good, except many of us drive two or four hours a day. 
the bus, bus driver shortage has been issue has been an issue out here away from the tallest buildings. I would frequently have a bus parked near my classroom with administration approval and drive a route or activity trip immediately after school. I have had a bus, bus license for almost four years, four, 45 years. Uh, enjoy your podcast, Mike Lotka, a friend of your buddy Cal from Annandale. So you, you'd have to jump through some hoops, wouldn't you? Yep. Only. You would have Only. to do mouth-to-mouth to save somebody's life, yeah, Joe. Yeah, I want to do you, that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Sorry, kid. Only because they come to us. <laughs> hey, you're going to heaven, son. Yeah. Sorry, I can't help you. Say hi to Jesus I'd for really me. I'd like to save your life. But, uh, but there's Jesus. that COVID thing going around. And I, you know. God. <laughs> Only oh. because they come to us all the way from Marloth oh. Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from our friends, the Traveling Linemans. James R. Brown's steam wagon, a horseless carriage that debuted in Henderson on the 4th of July, was permanently mired near Three Mile Creek en route to Fort Ridgely. Uh, Brown would build another tractor in 1862, but he died before before perfecting it. And on this day, this very day... Wait a minute. Permanently mired. Mm -hmm. So it buried itself in the mud, and there it stayed. Might still be there. Oh, Where's fascinating. Fort I don't know, near Three Mile Creek, wherever oh. that is. In 1929, on this very day, St. Paul City architect Francis uh, Frank X. Tooze died in St. Paul. His last project was the Spanish Mission Revival-style Newell Park Pavilion in St. Paul's Hamlin Midway neighborhood. Charles A. Basford replaced him as the city's architect and finished the work on the pavilion in 1930. And finally, on this day in 1972, James Griffin became the first black deputy chief of police in St. Paul. By the way, Fort Ridgely, just south of Fairfax. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm getting away with this, but I've been telling people to go out to EcoFund Motorsports and say, hey, 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 let's keep running that deal on that extra supply of Bentelli e-bikes you got. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Tim had the reverse supply chain problem. So uh, go out there now and say you want that additional 10% off their already low prices. That's the savings of $160 to $200 per bike. Then get your GL t-shirt, say thank you, you'll have the right fit, and you'll still have another month of the riding season. Also, all those scooters that turn urban errands into adventures, Yamaha products, full line of youth recreational equipment, helmets, apparel, and really a sweet outfit. One-stop shopping for some recreational fun, including those fabulous Bintelli e-bikes with five levels of electric assist. Tell them the mayor of GL said to try it. What do you, what can you, what you, you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Mm-hmm. I know the offer was good through September 30th, but it's only October 6th. See what he says. That's EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. It's right on Highway 61. And Fairfax is just west of Gibbon, Minnesota. All right, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you, GLers. I was just looking. I'm yeah. glad you said that. You know what Fairfax yeah. is, Johnny? The home I of don't. Dana Kicker. Oh, nice. Yes, well, Kenny? Can I go now? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> you may go. He He's left. Gone. He's gone. He literally left the second Joe gave him permission. <laughs> He sent me a cool video of some machinery picking corn. It was pretty nice. That would be a combine. A combine, yeah. Yeah. He posted that on Twitter, so you can view it there on his account. Right. uh, It is pretty neat. And his caption was Americana, and he nailed it. That's absolutely right. Spelled Americana wrong, but that's okay. Did he really? I'm just (laughs) kidding. I don't know. Oh. 
Hey, GLers, do us a favor and join the thousands that have subscribed to the Garage Logic YouTube channel where we are posting daily videos. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please like us on Facebook and follow the Garage Logic Twitter account. And that way, when Joe mentions videos like he did earlier today about the Dan Crenshaw video, you can find it because it'll generally be posted in that spot. And don't forget to download the Pod MN app for your smart device where you have the chance to win prizes just by listening to Garage Logic via the Pod MN app. We'll catch you tomorrow.